Welcome everybody to today's episode of the Judava Show. I'm your host, Jacob Valliere. We are here on a Wednesday. We are glad to have you with us. If you are listening, thank you very much. So, since the show Monday, we have had a Game 3 in the NBA Finals, Nuggets and Lakers. Nuggets won last night. It is 2-1 Lakers in the series. Lakers have the better players. They're still going to win the series. They're going to go to the Finals. I don't really think the Nuggets have a chance in this one, uh, despite being hot. They've come back from 2-3-1 deficits. They'll be down 3-1 in this series, I have a feeling. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a long series uh, for Miami and Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals, but I, I truly do believe the Lakers have very little competition to get to the NBA Finals. That's on the NBA front. Uh, the NFL had a game, and I'll start with this. A lot of times we hold on to a certain team or a certain player because of name value. I think that's what we're doing in Tampa Bay. Tom Brady, I don't think, makes the Buccaneers a whole lot better than they were. But since he's Tom Brady, everyone's going to think that he does. So I think that that's why people overrate the Buccaneers. I think people overrate the Dallas Cowboys because they are the Dallas Cowboys. There's no you know way around it. I think that's just the way it is. And I think we're doing that right now with the Saints. Uh, I think the Saints are very talented. I think Drew Brees is the all-time passer in NFL history, but Drew Brees isn't Drew Brees anymore. He's just a regular quarterback, and I think he's a middle-of-the-pack guy based on what I've seen the first two weeks of the season. I think he's just okay. I think he's a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. Um, air yards, they, the Saints have the fewest air yards in the all, all of the NFL. Uh, Drew Brees is on pace for the lowest yards per attempt since 2003 for him. When he was on the Chargers. Uh, so that's 17 years. And it's just a thing. We talk about Drew Brees. We look at the, and I'm a victim of this. We look at the names and we don't even really think about, oh, do they have a defense? Do they have an offensive line? Do they have a good coaching staff? Are they old? Are they young? Uh, have they been declining over the last few years? We don't really think about that stuff when we evaluate our players. And I was victim of that when selecting my top 32 quarterbacks for this year. I looked at Drew Brees, I looked at Carson Wentz, I looked at Deshaun Watson, and I was sort of blinded by it, even though it was, you know, it was pretty much right in front of my face. It was, it's different. You know, th those guys are different. Drew Brees is older now. Drew Brees doesn't have the arm strength that he once had. He's not even throwing the ball downfield. You watch that game against the Raiders, he's not even throwing the ball downfield. Um, and so, and he's not even accurate. We used to look at Drew Brees and we thought, oh, you know, that's the most accurate quarterback of all time. He's eighth in the NFL, or really tied for fifth in the NFL in bad throws this season. You know, they have a statistic called bad throws. The, the leader in bad throws this year has been Joe Burrow, second Carson Wentz. Third is a tie between Haskins and Trubisky. Fourth is actually Patrick Mahomes. Fifth is Matthew Stafford and Dak Prescott. And actually, four, uh, sixth, Drew Brees, Kyler Murray, and Cam Newton. You know, Drew Brees isn't throwing the ball very well, I wouldn't say. You know, he's not really having a lot of bad throws. Or he's not having a lot of great throws. He's just sort of there. He's, he's dumping it off to his running back, even when he has time to throw. You know, Drew Brees has a good offensive line. That is not a bad O-line that Drew Brees has. Uh, you know, and he's still holding on to the ball way too long and just dumping it off to his running backs and his tight ends who are running shallow routes. 
That's what's telling me that this is a different era for New Orleans Saints football. They can't win throwing the football anymore. And you saw it yesterday, They or, or two nights ago. You can't win just dumping the ball off. you got to win with defense, and you got to win with the running game. Thankfully, New Orleans has both. That's why I think the Saints will be okay. I think they're still going to win their division. I still think they're the best overall team in their division. And I think Drew Brees is slightly better you know, I think down the stretch, he'll be just slightly better than Tom Brady. But it's different. You can't win shootouts anymore if you're New Orleans. It's sort of like Chicago. Chicago can't win shootouts. I don't even think Cleveland could win shootouts with the way their quarterbacks play. I don't think New Orleans can win shootouts. I don't think New England can either with Cam Newton. The Saints, I don't think the Saints can. Drew Brees isn't the same guy. He's not going to throw the ball all over the yard and place it right on receiver's you know, shoulder pad 30 yards down the field. That's not who Drew Brees is anymore at age 41. He's lost his arm strength. He's not tall enough to overcome it like Brady could. It's over. Drew Brees, is, this is his last year. He's going to have to overcome some deficiencies in the passing game. They have, guys, they have guys to throw the ball to. Jared Cook, Emmanuel Sanders, even Michael Thomas, the league's leading receiver, the league's leading receiver a year ago. They've got weapons. And Drew Brees is going to benefit from having Michael Thomas back one day statistically. But this is not the same offense. They're going to have to make adjustments. They're going to have to become a run-first offense if they want to have any semblance of consistency in their offense this year. I give credit to the Vegas Raiders. They were great in their first game in Vegas. I mean, that looked fun. You know, and it was just, it just looked like a great environment. I can't wait until fans show up in, in, in Las Vegas for a game. It's going to be a lot of fun. The Raiders look like a lot of fun this year. They look good. They're 2-0. They don't play defense. First of all, the, the, the Raiders don't play defense. So that's going to be a problem. But Derek Carr has responded. He has looked really good. Derek Carr hasn't thrown a pick yet. He's thrown four touchdowns, 73.5 completion percentage, averaging 261 yards a game. Oh, and he has a 115 pass rating. That's where I was wrong. Did not see that coming from Derek Carr. It's been a struggle the last few years, and he looks great. Uh, but opponents putting up a 95 pass rating against the Raiders, running for 121 yards a game against the Raiders. They don't play defense. Okay, quarterbacks and running backs are sort of running wild on them. Um, so they're going to have to play a lot better. But I think the Raiders are good. They're 2-0, and and they have a fascinating matchup this week against New England. It'll get tough after that, Buffalo and Kansas City. But against New England, Raiders have a chance to go 3-0. and It's going to be interesting. And then down the stretch, they get some easy games. Cleveland, they got Denver maybe without Drew Locke. They've got Atlanta, the Jets, Miami, the Chargers, uh, and Denver at the end of the season. Who knows if Drew Locke is healthy. They've got some winnable games. The Raiders could compete for a wild card spot. Did not think they would win their first two games they have. They're all of a sudden, you know, an exciting team. So there's that. Uh, Raiders win. They looked good. They're, they've got some nice receivers. Uh, I like their running back situation. And I just think the Saints... It was a wake-up call. I think they get a little shell-shocked, and I think we understand their identity a little bit more. They're not a pass-first team. If you're a fantasy owner, I wouldn't start Drew Brees. He's not the same guy that he used to be. So, all right, so we're going to do this every couple of weeks. Uh, usually, for me, it takes two or so weeks for me to evaluate the landscape of quarterbacks in the NFL. And uh, I, you know, we've had some injuries. We've had some guys that I thought would be great that stink. And some guys that I thought would stink look great. Uh, so I think it's time to reevaluate 1 through 32, the top 32 quarterbacks in the NFL. And I've 
labeled them a little bit differently. I've got elite quarterbacks. I've got four of those, six great quarterbacks, and I've got about five solid quarterbacks. And then I've got six middle-of-the-pack guys, eight low-end guys, and three guys that are either unproven or we just don't know what we're getting, and I'll start with them, number 32. Uh, I'm going to go with Jeff Driscoll for Denver, filling in for Drew Locke. Uh, one in seven and eight career starts. Uh, he's in the unproven, don't know, but I also think he's low end. He's one in seven, uh, doesn't throw a great ball, 12 touchdowns, seven picks. He's, an, he's a backup quarterback for a reason, and they just signed Blake Bortles uh, to put the pressure and the heat on him a little bit. I think Bortles makes starts if Driscoll can't. All right, number 31, San Fran's Nick Mullins. Jimmy Garoppolo goes down. Nick Mullins was admirable in eight starts uh, a couple of years ago when Garoppolo and C.J. Beathard got hurt. 13 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. I think he's aggressive. I think he throws the ball down the field. He broke Brett Favre's college records at Southern Mississippi. Uh, so he he can play, but in the NFL, he's 3-5 and five and 8 starts, 13 touchdowns, 11 picks, uh, 89 passer rating. With Kyle Shanahan, I think any quarterback can really end up putting together numbers. Uh, you know, I think he's got an easy matchup against the Giants this week, but until further notice, he's the backup quarterback, and he's the second-worst second starter in the league entering Week 3. And then number 30, I'm going to go with Los Angeles Chargers' Justin Herbert. Still not even sure if he'll start Week 3 against Carolina, but he looked great in his Week 2 start against the defending champs. He only had a few minutes to prepare for that game. Okay, he, he didn't know until like five minutes before kickoff, or fewer than five minutes, that he was going to be the starting quarterback. He comes in, throws for 300 yards, and accounts for a couple of touchdowns, and takes the defending champs and Patrick Mahomes to overtime in his first start in the NFL. I thought that was impressive. I don't know if he'll start, and I still think it's only one start. He's a little bit unproven. Uh, but, you know, he's better than Mullins and Driscoll, so he's got that going for him so far. Still need to see more from Justin Herbert. All right, low end. I'm going to go number 29, Washington's Dwayne Haskins. First of all, Dwayne Haskins has the third most bad throw percentage in the NFL. He has not thrown the ball accurately. He's missing high. Uh, he's not a game changer for this offense. He's not special. He's easy to get to if you're a defensive uh, edge rusher. And uh, I just don't think that that offense is very good when Haskins is operating it. I think Kyle Allen and Alex Smith have more experience, and they're likely better options at this point. But you need to give Dwayne Haskins a little bit more time and give him a little bit more confidence. He's only made nine starts. But he's not developing as quickly as guys like Daniel Jones, Gardner Minshew, Kyler Murray, Drew Locke. Those guys are developing a lot faster than Haskins, although he's in the worst situation. Uh, 28, Jets, Sam Darnold. Yeah, Sam Darnold's looked like a mess so far. Only two touchdowns. Through two games, they've gotten blown out both times, even by an injury-depleted 49ers team. The Jets are a mess. I like Darnold a little bit more than I like Haskins because, I mean, if you look, look at that 30-yard touchdown he threw uh, to Braxton Berrios against San Francisco, I mean, that, that is just incredible accuracy across your body on the run. That's the best throw Sam Darnold's had all year, but outside of that throw, I mean, is there really anything to hang your hat on with this Jets offense? They're completely injury-depleted. They're without their top running back, and their next up running back is 35 years old. Don't love the Jets. Don't love Sam Darnold. Uh, 27, I'm going to go with Carolina's Teddy Bridgewater. Um, you know, he's he's he is what he is. He's a backup quarterback, and the Panthers are sort of treating him like he's a, every, he's a valuable starter. Uh, he's 0-2 this year, one touchdown, two interceptions, you know, sort of blew that game against Tampa Bay in Week 2, uh, and they're one of the worst teams in the NFL. Bridgewater just lost Christian McCaffrey. I have him ranked 27th. 
26th, I'm going to go with Miami's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Look, I had him ranked 30th entering the season, and he's all the way up to 26th. Fitzpatrick had a good game against Buffalo in Week 2, one of the better defenses, threw for over 320 yards and a couple of touchdowns, and made that game competitive. Hmm. I think that's very interesting. I think the Dolphins are well coached. I think Fitzpatrick has talent when he wants to turn it on. I think he can put up Montana-like numbers when he's on. Uh, but when he's off, I think he's awful. He's Ryan Leaf. He's he's very hot and cold. Don't know what you're getting out of Ryan Fitzpatrick. I have him ranked 26th. 25th, wow, going with Minnesota's Kirk Cousins. Fell all the way down to 25th. Jeez. Kirk Cousins was horrible in Week 2 against Indianapolis. Uh, 11 of 26. Three interceptions was not great. Week 1 against Green Bay. That team's 0-2, lost a ton of defensive stars. They lost Stephon Diggs. I've never seen an offense struggle this much without their number one receiver. Minnesota is absolutely getting killed by opposing defenses. Kirk Cousins has taken a safety in each of the first two weeks of the season, the first time that's happened in years. And, uh, yeah, Kirk Cousins just looks shell-shocked. He doesn't look like he's the same guy. He's 32 years old. He's not throwing the ball with much confidence, and he's not throwing it down the field nearly enough. You can only throw it to Adam Thielen so many times. All right, uh, 24, going with the Giants, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, oh, look, I liked him coming out of college better than most people, but I still don't think he's a top-end starter, and he's looked anything but the first two weeks. Uh, week one, a couple of red zone, or a couple of interceptions, one in the red zone to Steelers defensive linemen, uh, and then just didn't, didn't turn the tide at all in week two against the Bears. I mean, I get it. He's playing a couple of really great defenses, but I, I'm, I told you on Monday, this seems like a guy who struggles against top-notch defenses. If you put him against the Bears or the Steelers, I think he struggles, but I think you put him up against last year's Washington Redskins, look, Daniel Jones is going to have success. He even threw five touchdowns in one game against Washington. Outside of that, eh, not a lot that you can really hang your hat on if you're Daniel Jones. 23, going with Indianapolis's Phillip Rivers. You know, he's looked okay. He threw two picks and lost week one against Jacksonville, a team we all thought would actively be tanking, and uh, didn't look too much better against the Vikings in week two. But look, I think he gives them a decent shot to win. I don't think he's great. He's 39 years old. I don't think he gives them a premium over Jacoby Brissett, but I think he's He's solid. He gives a lot more experience. And overall, I think the Colts are just put in a better position with Phillip Rivers. I like them at number 23. I think that's perfect for him. All right, my last of the low-end quarterbacks. You'll be surprised. I had him ranked fifth a couple of weeks ago. Philadelphia's Carson Wentz. He's looked like a total nightmare. Since, since the second touchdown pass against Washington in week one, he has averaged 4.9 yards in attempt on 36 of 68 passing with four interceptions and no touchdowns. Been a mechanical mess, letting Washington and the Rams defense just sort of get to him. He's leading the NFL in sacks taken. Uh, I know he's played some incredibly talented offensive or defensive lines through his first two games. Uh, he got sacked eight times by the Washington football team in week one. That's a career high, and then he had to go face Aaron Donald in, in week two. Yeah, good luck with that if you're any quarterback. Carson Wentz just hasn't looked good. They're, they have a lot of injuries, but flat out Carson Wentz has just flat out missed some open guys and has just flat out thrown it to the other team a couple of times. Fifth to 22nd, he's the most dramatic fall on my list. He's all of a sudden become a low-end quarterback. 
Now he's got the potential. I still like the Eagles to win that division, even though they're 0-2. And I think Carson Wentz is magic, and he can make things work. But he, he needs to figure it out. So far, it's been an ugly, ugly mess. 21, Chicago's Mitchell Trubisky. Um, this is, okay, we're in the middle of the pack quarterbacks, and so far, Trubisky's looked like a middle-of-the-pack quarterback as opposed to the worst starter in the league. I think that's improvement. Came back from 17 down on the road week one against a division rival. I thought that was impressive. And he held his own against the Giants through a couple of bad picks, but still, multiple touchdowns his first two games. That's a improvement. And with Nick Foles waiting, I think that's nothing but a good thing. Number 20, I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield of Cleveland. I think he's looked slightly worse than I was hoping he would look. I think he's thrown a couple of bad interceptions. Um, and I think he hasn't made the most of his great weapons. I think he is what he is. I think we know what he is. And I think his relationship with Odell Beckham is what it's going to be. You know, we're not going to sit around and wait for that relationship to really take off. They've had 18 games together. It should have worked by now, and it hasn't. So I think that was his biggest thing going for him this season. And through two games, Odell Beckham has seven catches. It's not really working, and I'm not really that impressed. 19, I'm going with Detroit's Matthew Stafford. This is a route where I had him going into week one and going into week three. I think he stayed right about middle of the pack. I think he's just okay. That offense is not great, uh, and I think they've got one of the worst coaching staffs in the NFL. Matthew Stafford had a chance to win week one. DeAndre Swift dropped a touchdown pass to beat the Bears at home. Division rival, that was a killer. Uh, did not look much better against Green Bay. That wasn't as close. Matthew Stafford just doesn't... I mean, he's talented, but so many quarterbacks in the league are talented. Yeah, he's the 19th best quarterback in all of the NFL, in my opinion. I think that's something, but I don't think that's great. You know, he's talented, but I think they're just... I think everybody's talented. You have to evaluate more with Matthew Stafford, and they're not winning, and he's not looking, you know, incredible against some of the better teams that he's playing, like the Packers. Number 18... Going with Cincinnati's Joe Burrow. Been very impressed with him. I think he's a little bit better than Baker Mayfield already. Joe Burrow throws a beautiful deep ball. Look, he leads the league in bad throws, but he also leads the league in, you know, times pressured. Nobody gets pressured per drop back more than Joe Burrow this season. That offensive line is abysmal, and he is throwing the ball accurately on time where it needs to be, right where the receivers can have the best chance to catch it. I like Joe Burrow. He's number 18 on my list. 17, I'm going to go with New Orleans' Drew Brees. I just did not expect him to regress this much. Three touchdowns, one pick. That's not the worst in the world, but, I mean, they're just not throwing the ball deep down the field. He's not been very accurate. Um, and, yeah, Drew Brees hasn't been what I thought. The Saints can still make noise, but I think he's right around the middle of the pack in the NFL. I think he's one of the better quarterbacks in the middle of the pack, better than Burrow, Stafford, Mayfield, and definitely Trubisky, but Drew Brees is just not the same guy. It's time to think of a new game plan if you're New Orleans. 16, going with Matt Ryan. Just statistically, he's put up nice numbers against Seattle and Dallas, uh, but they just completely choked week two against the Cowboys. In my opinion, that is not Matt Ryan's fault. That is just Atlanta Falcons being who they are. It was brutal. It's a brutal way to end the season, end the game, but Matt Ryan's still about middle of the pack. He's almost solid, but I think there's just a lot of guys that have played better than him. I got Matt Ryan, number 16. 15, I've Deshaun Watson fell from 4 to 15. Um, the Texans are just, 
running into some bad luck here, playing Kansas City and Baltimore to start the year. They're 0-2. Deshaun Watson, two touchdowns, two picks. In those games, I would have liked Deshaun Watson to look better and still lose. Um, but, you know, it, it just wasn't... I just don't think that that team is very good. I don't think I just don't see Houston winning the division. I see this is Tennessee's division. I've said it since the beginning of the season, and so far through two weeks, they're the only team that's still unbeaten in the AFC South. Uh, Deshaun Watson doesn't change the game for the Texans so far, and they just don't have the talent, in my opinion, to win. And Deshaun Watson hasn't looked great. They took away his number one receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. He's Kyler Murray's number one target. Deshaun Watson struggling because of it. 14, going with Tom Brady. He's fallen a bit because I've been underwhelmed. Um, that offense is still taking baby steps. Leonard Fournette is sort of establishing himself as the three-down back in Tampa. Tom Brady's been throwing some overthrown interceptions so far to start the season. He's going to throw picks this season. I don't anticipate him being in the running for MVP, despite all of those weapons. I just don't love the Buccaneers this season, and I don't love Tom Brady either. I have him number 14. 13, Jacksonville's Gardner, Minshew, holy crap, six touchdowns, uh, and they had a chance to go 2-0 and through their first two games. This is a tanking team, and Gardner Minshew so far this season has looked unstoppable through the air. Six touchdown passes, and just threw for 330 yards against Tennessee. I like him a lot. I know a lot of people are still sort of giving him a shot, still saying, well, he's not that great. I think he is. I think he looks really good. And I think the sky's the limit for this Jags offense with Jay Gruden, one of the better offensive play callers in the NFL. I like Gardner Minshew at number 13. Number 12, I'm going to go with Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. Got to give him credit for coming back in the feisty, ugly game against Atlanta in Week 2. I think that he benefited off special teams and kicking luck to get him to a Week 2 win. And they, by the hair on their chinny-chin-chin, they are not 0-2 uh, but Dak Prescott, got to play better. He's not hes not terrific. Two touchdown passes through two games despite all those weapons. And the Cowboys don't really do anything particularly really, really well. A premium over the rest of the league. Dak Prescott, got to give him credit. He's emerged as a top 12 quarterback, but I don't think he's a top 11 guy. Number 11, wow, Cam Newton. He's better than I thought. Cam Newton, all of a sudden, solid quarterback. Uh, really like what I've seen from him. He can run this offense. Josh McDaniels, you know, anybody can sort of run in that offense, but Cam Newton just put up 397 yards against Seattle. That's the third most passing yards in a game in Cam Newton's nine-year, ten-year career in the NFL. That's with Josh McDaniels. That's with Belichick. People thought that relationship wouldn't work. It's definitely working. He's leading the NFL in rushing touchdowns as a quarterback. Four rushing touchdowns through two weeks. That's how they're going to win. They're not going to win shootouts. They're going to win with ball control and defense, and Cam Newton's been able to do a good job of that through the first two weeks. I ha I like him at number 11. All right, so to recap, my unproven don't-know quarterbacks, Driscoll, Mullins, and Herbert, low-end, Haskins, Darnold, Bridgewater, Fitzpatrick, Cousins, Jones, Rivers, Wentz, middle of the pack, Trubisky, Mayfield, Stafford, Burrow, Breeze, and Matt Ryan, and solid Watson, Brady, Minshew, Prescott, and Cam Newton. Now we get into the great quarterbacks. Here we go. Number 10, Rams Jared Goff like what they're doing. Really, really like what they're doing uh, on offense. They're efficient. Jared Goff, in my opinion, has looked the most efficient and best deep ball thrower in the NFL through two weeks. I think he just looks solid. You know, there's not a lot to say about a guy who can just air it out and throw it across the middle to his guys who are open. 
They scheme things really, really well. He's working the tight ends this season better than he ever has. Tyler Higby caught all three of his touchdowns last week. You know, I think that I think this is an efficient offense. Jared Goff has time to throw. The Rams defense is playing a little bit better than they are than they than I thought they would, and they're two and zero. And Jared Goff looks great. He's a top ten quarterback through the first two uh, weeks of the season. Number nine, yeah, Tennessee's Ryan Tannehill. Not really sure where he's coming from, but six touchdowns, no picks, two and zero since becoming the starter in Tennessee. He's nine and three, twenty eight touchdowns, five interceptions. Been really really impressed. I don't know why. I, don't, I just yeah never would have expected it, but he's great. I think he's number nine best quarterback in the NFL. They they run their offense. They were missing their number one receiver. They have the best running game in the league, but Derrick Henry's been shut down for two weeks, and they're missing their number one wideout. And Ryan Tannehill's among the top five in the NFL in passer rating. I think that's a tribute to coaching, and I think it's also a tribute to Ryan Tannehill looking great for the first time, really, in his career in a Tennessee Titans uniform. Uh, number eight, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger, back from the dead. Had him at 14 last week. He's jumped all the way up to eight. I think the Steelers are a bit lethargic on offense. Their running game's inconsistent, and I don't love their receivers. Um, but Big Ben has sort of given them a premium. Steelers, look, they're beating up on the bad teams. They were not supposed to be that close of a game with Jeff Driscoll opposite Ben Roethlisberger this in Week 2. And they beat up in Week 1 against the sorry, pathetic New York Giants. But... Big Ben, look, five touchdowns, one interception after a big arm uh, shoulder surgery. Give him credit. He looked really good. Uh, number seven, yeah, Derek Carr. Derek Carr's look good. They're two and they're two and zero. Oh. Derek Carr's four touchdowns, no picks. Their receivers are fast, speedy. I like them better than the Steelers. And Derek Carr's looked like a top seven quarterback to start this season. Just beat up on New Orleans. I think they have one of the better defensive units in the NFL. The Saints. And Derek Carr threw for 280 yards and three touchdowns on him without a pick. Give him credit. This is a good team. This is a good quarterback. And Derek Carr, surprisingly, had him as a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. I think he's great to start the season. Six, Arizona's Kyler Murray. Look, Kyler Murray, say what you want. He's only thrown two touchdowns, two picks through two games. They're 2-0, and and Kyler Murray is looking like a matchup nightmare. His chemistry with DeAndre Hopkins... Looks to be Deshaun Watson-esque. He's looked great. And the Cardinals, 49ers have injuries. The Cardinals are going to win games this season. All right, number five, Buffalo's Josh Allen, the last of the great quarterbacks. He's looked fantastic. Averaging, look, Josh Allen threw two games. I didn't know. What were our concerns about Josh Allen entering this season? Oh, he, he's not accurate. Oh, you know, he all he does is, is throw. He's not aggressive. He doesn't throw the ball down the field. Okay, for two weeks, he's leading the NFL in passing yards. He's averaging 365 yards a game. Hasn't thrown a pick. Oh, he's completing over 70% of his passes. The Bills are 2-0. and They're by far the best team in the AFC East. They're going to win the division, and Josh Allen's going to have a crazy good year. So those are my great quarterbacks. Goff, Tannehill, Roethlisberger, Carr, Murray, Allen. My top four elite quarterbacks, I'm not even going to say anything about it. They're pretty obvious. Number four, Aaron Rodgers. Green Bay has looked like unstoppable. Uh, they're, they're, they're facing easier teams than I think we give them credit for. The Vikings and Lions. Aaron Rodgers usually dominates that division, and he's done it so far. He'll play the Saints this week off a loss, off a New Orleans loss. That'll be tough, but Aaron Rodgers has looked great in that running game that he has. Best he's ever had. Number three, Mahomes. 
I don't love the way they have started out so slowly. They've faced 10-point deficits in four of their last five wins. I think that's a little bit troubling. They're getting it. They're not starting off on the right foot. They're sort of getting outplayed early on. They were even down 7-0 week one against Houston. Defensively, they have holes. They allowed Justin Herbert in his first career start to throw for 300-plus yards and a couple of touchdowns. But Mahomes is still good enough where I think it doesn't matter. They're going to win games. Number two, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, unstoppable. Lamar's been great. If it weren't for the number one guy, he'd be the best in the league. He's looked, I mean, they were, Houston had three extra days to prepare for Baltimore this week. And they still lost by 17 in their home opener. How, why is that? Because the Ravens are the best team in the NFL. Lamar Jackson, people think we figured him out. Okay, people like to think, oh, we figured out Lamar Jackson. He can't throw. He's a running back. Just say, just keep saying that. In his last uh, 14 starts, excuse me, his last 12 starts, 12 and 0, 29 touchdowns, one interception. Stop it. He's he's an elite thrower of the football, and he can run the ball too. Lamar Jackson's really emerged as one of the better throwers of the football in the NFL. And number one, my MVP front runner Russell Wilson, 11 incomplete passes, nine touchdowns through two weeks, two and 0. Do I need to say anything else? He's the best football player in the world, and I think right now he's playing like the best quarterback on the planet. So um, that is it on a Wednesday. Uh, I know I asked for some of your questions. I could not get to them, but you can still submit them on my Instagram. That is at Jacob Valier. That is at J-A-C-O-B-V-A-L-L-I-E-R-E. If you want to ask a question, that will be answered on tomorrow's podcast. Thank you for listening to this uh, edition of the Jadava Show. I'm your host, Jacob Valier. Have a great Wednesday, and we will see you tomorrow for Thursday's Jadava Show. Take care.